who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your Master of Ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. My normal cohort, uh, Pacinetti is not with me tonight. Uh, seems to be taking an extended leave because he can barely breathe. So I have one awesome Mickey Dude commentator. We also have our regular guests. And the rule is when you're a guest twice, you basically become part of the furniture. So we also have our semi-female Mickey Dude. And we have an awesome special guest tonight. So first, without any further ado, where are you? Are you in Jersey? Are you in Florida? Where are you this time around? Uh, am I a cohort or a co-host tonight? I'm not quite oh. sure. <laughs> You're a rotator. In... There's only one host. I'm the host uh, with right. the most. I'm, I'm coming to you live from northern New Jersey. Tonight. Okay, so coming to us from a... Uh, Really bad state. We have Joe Quattrochi. Just uh, the jealousy level is just reaching an all-time high, Dave. You just really need to come clean with it. Just move across the river, man. Just be done with it. Yeah, no. I'd rather just assume move south and move across the river. Lose the accent when you come across, though. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and every now and then, we let her out of the loony bin. So with that said, she needs no interruption. She needs no introduction, too. We have the... I can't think of a good uh, adjective at the moment. Rebecca, too. From the great state of Connecticut. (laughs) Hey, howdy ho. And I would just like to correct something. I am not a semi-female. I'm 100% female. (laughs) I mean, you know, we we know each other, Dave. (laughs) I don't know... I don't know what you're implying, but I am female. I need no interruptions or introductions. Introductions. 
you and are, I'm happy to be here. You are our female dude, is what I meant to say. Our semi, <laughs> our semi female Mickey dude. Not that's this is what you call digging yourself a hole. Not right? that, <laughs> not that you are lacking in lady parts. That's not what I'm saying. Insert, insert foot into mouth. This is a running show, right? So, <laughs> and how not to run with your foot in your mouth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is and our guest still here? Is he still? I was going to say we pro we probably scared him away, and our special guest, hailing from the great state of Florida, where Disney is from, we have our buddy and listener, Robert Schultz. Hi, is this where I insert my Disney quote? Yes. Bon voyage. <laughs> Robert, I'm, I'm sure glad that Dave informed us that Disney's in Florida where you live. <laughs> Me too. I had no idea it was down here. I was about to go to Montana. <laughs> you, know, you can also go to California. That is Disneyland. You can go to Paris. I said just That's Disney. Paris Disneyland. It's Texas. What? There's no Disney. There's Texas <laughs> Disneyland? No. Paris, Texas. I'm from there. Paris, Texas. Oh, Paris, Texas. It's got an Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat on it. Not even joking. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, but that would have been so cool. It it really is very cool. Not even gonna lie. On no. that note, Robert, would you please share with us a little bit about your Disney history, what made you a Disney fan, and just a little bit about yourself for our audience. Well, way back in 1966, I was born. Or do I need to go back that far? Oh, we're going for the David Copperfield start. I am I'm, I'm born. Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. So I took my first trip to Disney back in 1976 for the bicentennial year as a little 10-year-old Robert Schultz back when I was young and sweet and innocent. And I became hooked on Disney. We stayed at Fort Wilderness choices were back then what fort wilderness the contemporary and the polynesian and we spent a week uh, was a golf resort in 76 yeah i think there was that place sorry yeah but my parents liked to camp and forced us to camp every vacation so we had to camp at a pop-up trailer at walt disney world oh my goodness yeah but anyhow i had such a great time i just i fell in love with the place as a 10 year old and when I had the opportunity as an adult, uh, 29 years ago, uh, I left Chicago. Basically, I did this. I sold everything I owned. I quit my job. I moved to Florida. And now I live, what, about a 90-minute drive from Walt Disney World. I'm close enough to make it convenient. Nice. Very nice. And I go as often as I can. I've been an annual pass holder since 1991. And... I have no idea how many times I've been to Walt Disney World since then. I can't count that high. I ran out of fingers and toes. Don't you hate when they ask you that in the surveys? How many times have you been to Walt Disney World? Like, uh, 99? But the questions are like one, two, three, or five or more. (laughs) Pretty sure I've been here five or more times this year. (laughs) In the month. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I'm going to assume that 
you don't feel like living that close sort of like I've always wondered if I would retire there but do you feel it doesn't ruin the magic or anything like that for you well considering I've been an AP holder for what 26 years no excellent good to know if anything I love it more Aww. it's my it is my you know it's so close to be convenient but not over convenient it's mm -hmm. my escape from reality and I can Very do nice. it anytime I want I can get away for a weekend you're, you're definitely far enough where like I said you know I'm in Daytona half the time so that's like about an hour and five minutes so a little closer than you but it's definitely close enough where you can go but it's far enough away where it takes a little bit of effort to get there you're not like in the metro Orlando area you're not like in a Popka or Winter Park or you know really close or you know, Altamont Springs, you're, we have to drive a little bit to get there. So it's not, we're not there every day. It takes a little bit of effort to get there. Exactly. But when I go and I decide, hey, let's go to Disney World for the day on Saturday. Then it turns into, well, if we're going to go on Saturday and spend the entire day, why don't we stay the night and come home Sunday? And as Absolutely. long as we're doing that, then why don't we leave Friday after work and take Monday off? You got a nice little weekend. Yeah. I, I just did that on Monday. So awesome. <laughs> you went, just did that. I, I just did. Sorry, we had Monday of course off. You so did. I went Monday early in the morning. We spent the full day in the park. We had three parks. Got a, a, a Florida resident rate of Pop Century. I got one of the new rooms, by the way, which are actually very nice. The hijack. Really? Ride. They're actually. I missed like the, the cheesy borders on the top, but the bed was very comfortable. Um, it still had some Mickey stuff in it. The bathrooms were real clean. Um, it just felt a lot cleaner and new. It was nice. Wow. Um, Becca. I, I took an early flight out Tuesday morning. So. Take notice. Yeah, yeah. This is a very rare occasion. Joe is not well, complaining. That he, wasn't, that he was slumming it at the No, at the that he just No, was that he just wasn't complaining about something. Oh, that he wasn't Listen, enjoy pop because once that skyliner opens up, those rates are you're not going to see those. Listen, uh, you don't belong there. I hope somebody checks your papers. I did go to Turf Club for dinner that night. So I went, <laughs> uh, I went back to the DVC realm. <laughs> People were looking at me in the bus like this guy's wearing a Saratoga Springs sweatshirt. He's wearing DVC buttons and hats. Why is he staying at Pop Century? Did you rope drop I'm going to tell you something. No one cares. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> unless you rope drop Pop Century, I don't know you. <laughs> I, the best part was we were driving down and the bus down... Um, <laughs> I was at Victory Lane, and the lady's like, yeah, if you look to the left, th um, that's uh, Port Orleans Riverside over there. I was like, wow, we're not even in the same resort area. Like, so I did hear some nice things like that. I kind of looked at my wife, and she just kind of shook her head, kind of giggling a little bit. Not that we're know-it-alls, but it's like, read the signs. Look where you're at. It's like... okay. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Robert, to hijack your, uh, your thing. There, but... I'll let it slide this time, Joe. Right, <laughs> Don't defriend me on Facebook, please. I'll, I'll I'll try, you know, since I see the tear forming in your eye, I'll 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 keep you as a friend. Appreciate it. And before this train wreck gets any more wreckier, let's have a message from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. 
Doesn't Pat have a sexy voice? Sure does. It's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and with that said, why are we here, ladies, lady and gentlemen? We are here because we all have had some very good experiences in our visits to Walt Disney World with the entity that is known as Run Disney. Uh, about two weeks ago was uh, Walt Disney World's flagship race weekend, Marathon Weekend, which started 25 years ago with the marathon. As time went on, they added a half marathon. Now they also offer a 5K and a 10K in addition to a half marathon and full marathon. A bunch of races geared towards children. It is basically a celebration of fitness and family and general health that we all seem to have enjoyed. Becca was not at Marathon Weekend, but she has experienced a couple of Run Disney races in the past. So today what we kind of wanted to do with this show is basically kind of tell listeners who might not have ever experienced Run Disney, who are kind of looking to maybe try to challenge themselves in a new way, New Year, New Year's re- resolutions and everything, maybe try to sell Run Disney on, on one of our newer, on one of our listeners who might be new to running or kind of looking for a new challenge and everything. Uh, you do not have to be a seasoned runner. I am quite slow, and I still end up finishing these races they appeal to people of elite status joseph and robert are quite fast and can basically smoke these races and i'm kind of one of the back of the packers so with that said and becca is waving at that too so i'm assuming she is too but we all kind of have our fun with them so kind of just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an overview of run disney how a run Disney vacation is different than a regular Walt Disney World vacation. Tell about our experiences at Marathon Weekend. And basically kind of just challenge you all to kind of just do something out of your comfort zone. And be it a 5K, be it a 10K, be it one of the longer races. Challenge yourself and try to, try to run a race. You know, uh, every distance should be celebrated. Let's go around the table. Becca, you have some limited experience with Run Disney, whereas Joe and uh, Robert and myself have a little bit more extended. So can you just tell us which races you've uh, participated in? Yeah, absolutely. So I have done, at this point, I've done two Wine and Dines and one Princess. Okay. Uh, What distance? Um, so the original race that I was supposed to run was the Wine and Dine Half. Um, that was the year that we were all evacuated off of the start line. Oh, I was there. And it, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't oh, even know it then. Oh, the half of the half. The half of the half. Yeah. Um, which is where I learned my most important running lesson is you run the race that bef- that is before you, not the race that you wish was before you. <laughs> Um, For our listeners who are not familiar with that particular race, there was one wine and dine half marathon that took place on a Saturday evening and uh, storms came in and 
basically these huge lightning storms basically made the race instead of 13.1 miles it turned it into 7.6 or something like that and the reason why they had to make the race shorter was they delayed the opening and most of the most of the race was starting off in a section of Walt Disney World where there were no uh, lightning bolts or lightning rods that would be able to keep any of their guests safe. So they basically had a sheltering in place in their and their um, huge stadiums yes, until yeah, yeah. until the uh, storm passed. And then it was way too late to get the whole race in, so they took out an entire section. Yep, Animal Kingdom was completely omitted, and we ran um, about just under eight miles. And then I did the 10K the next year at the Wine and Dine. And um, I also did the Princess 10K, the Enchanted 10K at the Princess um, Weekend. Excellent. Robert, tell about some of your experience. Oh, Wow, where do I begin? Well, I did my first run Disney race, which is the Walt Disney World Half Marathon in 2012 with my brother, because we decided to do something to get healthy in 2011 and spent the whole year training to do a half marathon. I did one and said, this is fun. I want to do something else. He did one and said, this is stupid. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> That's me. I think I'm he your was brother. smarter than me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's here I am. Yeah. So I did that. <laughs> Later that year, I did the Tower of Terror. Uh, let's see. I skipped the marathon weekend the next year because I was uh, out of the country th at that time. And 2014, did my first marathon at Walt Disney World. 2015, did Dopey. Uh, 2016, did Goofy. Last year, I skipped Marathon Weekend to do the light side in California because I got the company to send me out there for two weeks. And I did the marathon this week. Plus, I've done uh, many other races at Disney, uh, both on the East Coast and the West Coast. And I got to say, my favorite was probably the Tower of Terror 10-miler. We're going to actually talk about our favorite moments through the years on while experiencing a run Disney. So table that for a second. Okay. So tell us about your run Disney experience. Sure. Um, I go all the way back to 2014, which is when I ran my first ever marathon um, at Walt Disney World. That was my first marathon in general. Um, 2015, I completed the Dopey Challenge uh, in January. 2016, it took off. 2017, I did the 10K and was supposed to do the half, but that's when we all got rained out. Uh, this year, I did the Grumpy, which is the 5, 10, and half for this year's marathon weekend. Um, 2014, did the Dumbo Double Dare on Disneyland. Uh, completed the Tinkerbell Pixie Dust Challenge in 2017 out in Disneyland as well. And then I also, last year, ran the Dark Side Challenge uh, in Disney World as well, the Star Wars weekend. So I got a few ones. My favorite is, uh, not to jump ahead, but is Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. If I were to pick any run Disney weekend, I would I would pick January. It's just, it's my favorite. So that's why I've done that most of any of them. Excellent. And uh, me, I started my run Disney story in 2012 with the Tower of Terror 10 Miler. This was a brand new race at that time. I had just made a friend with a uh, former Disney cast member who had invited me to come along on a uh, trip that their family and friends were taking to run this race after I told them I ran my first 5K. And 
I didn't think I can do anything further than that. They kind of convinced me to try to train for some longer distances. I experienced that one race and was pretty much bitten by the Disney bug. Since then, I have done not all of them consecutively year after year, but I have done every single event, be it Wine and Dine, be it uh, Star Wars Dark Side. Everything that they offer in Florida, I have experienced. Uh, as far as California, they, the only races, race weekends that I have not participated in, I have not participated in the Tinkerbell Half Marathon or a Avengers Half Marathon. At the moment, all of the uh, Disneyland races are currently on indefinite hold because of all of the construction they're doing to create the new Star Wars land. But I am looking forward to them re being reinstated once that's open because my first ever half marathon was the Disneyland half marathon where I ran a challenge the day beforehand. I ran the 10K, then did the half. It was called, as Joe said, the Dumbo Double there. So... It's basically the first time I ever ran the half marathon distance, so it's a race that is definitely uh, a soft spot in my heart for. As far as marathon weekend, I had completed three Disney marathons. First one, I did the marathon as an individual race. The second time around was in 2016. 2015, I did the marathon. 2016, I did the Goofy Challenge, which is the half the day before, the full the day after. And then... Last year, I volunteered during the marathon, giving Powerade at mile 10, mile 10 and a half. I was supposed to run the half marathon, which was rained out. And this year, I did the Dopey Challenge, which is the 5K, 10K, half, and full within four days. And I do not know how I'm walking still. I thought I was going to need an ACB. <laughs> that was impressive. Well, you know what I love about everybody's comments so far is nobody started out there um their history with I really love to run. Oh, I hate running. I I did too. And that's, running I sucks. That, that is like a common I mean, I wouldn't say it sucks. There's some redeeming qualities to it, but nobody started out saying I was a runner and so I ran. It was a relationship they had made, a love of Disney itself or something about it, but it wasn't just the running. And I think that that is at the core of almost every Disney race. No, I will find out the course of the conversation. I hate running. I hate training. I do it because a, it gives me a chance to go back to Disney. I get to run through Disney world. I have made some amazing friends that I get to see that also happen to be runners. So I kind of feel like if I don't run, I'll be kicked out of that little club. And <laughs> in the end, it's also because I really like alcohol. So I can booze that, it up afterwards. Okay. So that's my number. Well, actually, okay. So my number one reason that I run was, um, my daughter said she wanted to do the princess and she said, will you sign up with me? And I'm like, eh, maybe. And as I was doing research for her, I found out that the wine and dine, ran at night and it ran through the Osborne Spectacle of Lights. And it was the year that the Osborne Spectacle of Lights were going away. And though they were my favorite attraction. And literally the only reason I ever started running ever for any reason other than being chased by Pennywise the Clown was because I wanted to run through the Osborne Spectacle of Lights at night. And that was the impetus for my entire running. And so I love that Disney sort of motivates you to do those things that you never thought you would do. And, and I think, Joe, didn't you stop smoking? 
Yeah, I've said this on other shows before. Like, I, I quit smoking, I think it's almost like seven and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and I started running because I'm, I'm not a big gym guy. I just, I don't enjoy lifting weights. I need to do something to lose some of the weight. So I started running uh, just some local 5Ks and 10Ks in New Jersey. And then eventually signed up for a half marathon in Charlotte, North Carolina. And there was one uh, in Jersey at Rutgers. And I was like, and I always said when I was a kid, I was like, you know, if I ever were to run a marathon, I'd run the Disney World Marathon. Because I said, I've been going since I was a little and I knew about it, but I never really knew about it. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was there, but I was like, oh, there's that Disney marathon, whatever. It's like, oh, I'll definitely do it if I ever were to run a marathon. Well, the time came where I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for the, the Disney World Marathon. And in 2013, I, I signed up for it. And uh, the 2014 marathon week, I came around and that was my first ever marathon. And since 2014, I've completed six. So... So, um, six full marathons. So, that's two, so and two, Rob said he was doing it to get in better shape with his brother. Yeah. It's that's amazing. What was the distance you ran? Like, what was the jump that you made from your your shortest distance to the marathon? I'm just curious. Uh, let's see. My first race was a half marathon, and from that, that was I, your very first race. That was my very first race. Oh, I did no other race friend. before a half marathon, and then from there. You know, the next jump in distance was the marathon. Impressive. How about you, Joe? I mean, I, I run five. I mean, my first real race race was actually a 10K in Detroit. That was back in, oh, God, early 2000s. That was actually my first, like, organized race. I had always run for, like, sports and like, soccer yeah. and stuff like that. But my first organized race was, like, a 10K in Detroit. That took a very long time off. <laughs> and then I came <laughs> back and then. I started doing some 5Ks and 10Ks, and then, you know, when I did the half marathon, I was like, oh my God, I'm a half marathoner, and this is great. And then I started running with, you know, my club in New Jersey, and then you kind of like, uh, people start throwing marathon into the back of your head, and you're like, oh, and you kind of want more, and then, therefore, the marathons came. Now, I will say this, I'm not, I've done six marathons, I'm not going to be an ultra runner. So that, <laughs> I think I'm done progressing up the uh, mileage scale. I think uh, a full marathon is pretty much where I'm going to call it quits. So nice. I am going to announce that I am retired from marathons. Just marathons, yes, Dave? Just marathons. Can you do the other ones? I will definitely run half still. I, I love okay. the half distance and I kind of want to really work on my speed and times for my, for, the, for my halves, but marathons, I have no interest. No desire. You know he's gonna he's gonna get into the lottery for years. <laughs> Just the fact that he said that now. I am actually still looking for my half. The wine and dine that was cut short was supposed to be my first half. Um, and when I signed up to do it again the next year, John asked to run with me, but said he did not have the attention span to run a half marathon. <laughs> so we opted for the ten. So I still have not gotten my half so that's i'm kind of itching in the background for that well come on babe we're going there's going to be one in april why not i would say run princess but it's sold out and you're gonna go see a bunch of mexicans and uh, tequila at that point so uh i will be be drinking tequila during that yes in in tequila mexico in tequila mexico yes yeah i hate you but uh why not april why not Star Wars Dark Side? Star uh, Wars, I, I, come on. Yeah, I, I need, you know, it's funny because I remember crossing the line even with the just under eight distance. And I remember thinking to myself, I could have done the whole thing, which was good enough at the time for me. But now I'm just like, but I really want to do the whole thing now. Well, then put your yeah, money where definitely. your mouth is, babe. <laughs> 
Are we getting are we getting a commitment on the Mickey dudes for you to write your first <laughs> half? Is this happening? I can't imagine. I like I think the Star Wars one would be the best one of all. Like Joe, I think I, Joe, I think we have a uh, we have an exclusive here. Do I need do I need to come down in April for this race and pace you? Um, if I'm coming down, the, the Rocketeers better be there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're gonna be uh, live streaming this <laughs> each mile marker. I would be a hot mess crossing that finish line. <laughs> Newsflash: You're a hot mess already. So, oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> what do you think the rest of us are in late April running down here? Right. So does the does the crossing the finish line ever like I, again? I've had like four race Disney races in my back pocket, but you guys have clearly had a number of them. Does that finish line ever get mundane or old? The last couple uh... of times I crossed, and I'm like, where's the toilet? <laughs> I will admit it's not as exciting as the first okay. time. I will, I will admit that. Like I, I hit my goal this year for the half. Like it's not a PR for me, but I was pretty, I was pretty happy. But I will admit, like having run it, so having crossed so many times and running New York twice and running Chicago, like it mm-hmm. wasn't. It's. I think the start is better. <laughs> and actually, I actually like the start better than the yeah. finish. I mean, it's like because half the time. It's hit or miss with the characters at the finish, which I actually love it when the characters are at the finish. Right. But sometimes they're not out there. But I actually love the half and the full marathon. So I love the levels of fireworks. That go that is cool. Okay. So that doesn't See, I cool. appreciate this because I've had this like since the last wine and dine. I've kind of had I've been I've been watching very carefully, and I've seen a lot of mm, bah humbug about Run Disney and about their the you know sort of the Commute, not the community, not the people, but the way things are done. And I've kind Absolutely. of developed that relationship <laughs> about it's like, it's like the guy you used to date but hate seeing on the street now. Like you're like, oh hi. Hey, do, like, we, do, do we want to get into this or no? I mean, I, <laughs> I think, here's my thing. I think we I should love, actually. But I'm all about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We should, like actually. I, I think it's an amazing race. I think it's great for new people and old people or elites as well. But there is a different side. It's crowded. All right. Well, Man, l- let's don't ever go to a Disney race and think it's not going to be crowded. You're not running through the castle by yourself with a smile on your face. It's not going to happen. Let's explore this actually because we have three season run Disney veterans here. So, Rob. Give your assessment to uh, Becca's uh, questions over here because none of us are Disney apologists. There are things that I know that Disney does that outright suck, and I'm the first one to turn around and say it because I pay my money. I want to be entertained, damn it. You better, you better deliver. So I think we all kind of feel that way. We still come back, but we all have that. Uh, we all have high expectations. So Rob. What is uh, your answer to uh, Becca's question about the good, bad, and ugly of Run Disney? Well, as long as they leave the fake cheese in the food box at the end of the race, there was the year where we didn't get that cheese, and I think there were more upset people at that one race than any other time I had ever seen. Nacho cheese. Oh, no, it's not nacho cheese. There's nothing natural about this stuff, but you got to eat it. You love it. I have but, two in my suitcase now because I still haven't unpacked from uh, Marathon yeah. Weekend. Only the laundry bag came out, right. so I'm saving but it them. That what they were doing was just 
kind of taking things away from the race. They were having less characters, less interaction uh, out on the race course and opportunities to take pictures with characters. They would do things like just put a static set there instead of having, you know, whatever character, depending on whether it's Princess or, or Dark Side or Marathon Weekend. And they just felt like they kept taking that away over the last several years. And I must say this weekend, for the marathon, I think they redeemed themselves. There were quite a few characters out. Uh, this is probably one of the more enjoyable races in a while because of that. I, I 100% agree. If I could jump in, Dave, here real mm -hmm. quick. Um, I ran Tinkerbell last year on Disneyland. It was probably the worst fun Disney weekend ever. Now, I know we've all listened to other shows and read articles, and I think that Run Disney has two separate staffs for East and West Coast, and I think they completely contracted out out in Europe. But um, obviously, I think that Run Disney has their stuff a little bit better in order on the East Coast and the West Coast. Disneyland was terrible. It was, it was such a bad weekend. Um, there was no characters on the course. There was a lot of complaining. I was kind of had actually low expectations for a marathon weekend this year, and I agree with Robert 100%. Um, I don't stop for characters. I just don't. I did it my first marathon. Um, I have a lot of the pictures, so I just I kind of just go by a look, and they're kind of cool to look at, but I just I usually don't. It's just not my thing. And um, unless like Figma was out on the course, then I'd stop. But um, you know, but I did see a lot of characters out there for every single race. Now the lines are long, but they definitely did redeem themselves. The ballpark cheese was in the box uh, at the finish, which was also good as well. Um, but uh, no, it definitely was a much better, it felt like a typical run Disney race weekend um, that we kind of grew to know and love. Um, you know, in the past it's gone down a little bit. Um, I believe, you know, people were sour with the whole deferment policy. Um, I think that, you know, that if you got hurt, they weren't letting you defer. You were having a hard time getting answers from Run Disney. Um, I think it's gotten really expensive, like really expensive. Uh, I also think it's a little oversaturated too. I don't know if you guys would agree as well. I think the Run Disney product is, there's almost too many races. Now with Disneyland being gone indefinitely, it's not going to feel that way, but I definitely think there's almost too many race weekends where they're not as special. Like, oh, I'll just go do the other weekend. You see, I did agree with you. At, I would have agreed with you at one point because there was a point in the last couple of years that when a race was, uh, when, when a race went on sale, you would have to be at your computer. Absolutely. And, it was only yeah. a couple of years ago. And it, within two, within one, one to two hours, the entire race would be sold out and you would have to be at your computer ready to sign up at precisely 12 o'clock when it went on sale and if you and basically you were put into this long queue and you basically sat at your computer screen holding your breath now with the exception of the princess half marathon almost every event has openings still like i have not signed up for star wars yet i'm going to do it i'm just waiting to pay a couple of extra bills before i've done it but the fact that it's still open at the moment kind of just says something about it's not as popular as it was before and i think it's because of some of the blunders that run disney has done in the past and it's kind of alienated a lot of people for the fact where you can't if you do get hurt you know you're out of luck now you, you can't defer didn't you get burnt with the deferrals joe i'm i've never robert have you didn't something no, happen with I've your wife deferred a race my wife no my wife no uh, uh our friend uh Brittany had a issue once so that's what you're thinking gotcha. of. Okay. she couldn't even get an answer from run disney <laughs> and she asked at multiple expos at multiple coasts and still couldn't get an answer 
So it wasn't good. But I agree with the race experience. I agree with Robert. They definitely did uh, redeem themselves. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's good. I, now, as a back of the Packer, I'm going to uh, disagree in a bit because uh, I have seen a couple times where they did make up a couple of issues. I needed Tylenol for uh, during the marathon. I was I was just aching. I needed I needed my Tylenol. I hit two medical stops past mile. I believe it was mile uh, 16 and then mile 19 or something like that. Both of them. I was, at that point, I was hurting. Tylenol would have done me good, would have gave me that little push at the end to finish. By the time I got there, yeah, we're out of Tylenol. Go to the next one. Straight through. Yikes. That's, no, that's, not, run, that's not run Disney. I mean, that, that's Florida Hospital. Yeah, but you know what? You know I've had the other, I've had issues where it's like, I've been, on, I've been on races where I've seen them run out of goo. I've had it where they've actually... I've, I've gone through water stops where they're breaking down the water stops. They've run out of water straight through, and I had to... They run a little faster. You know what? You know what, though? Here's my thing, though. Why, sh- why should I... Don't run behind the parade bus. Why should I have to? Why should I, why should I have to? Because Jim here's himself. the thing. Sorry. I, run, I, run my, I run races locally so that I get better corral placements at Run Disney events. Because you know what? I spend a lot of money to run my Run Disney events... There are characters on this course. There's a lot. There are some crazy photo opportunities. I run those to have fun. I do not run a run Disney race for time. I run a run Disney race for fun. I paid for those characters to be out there. I'm going to. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to enjoy that at that point. So you know what? I don't care. I don't care if I'm at the back of the pack. I push myself on other races so that I can be able to enjoy myself on a run Disney race because I am a run Disney runner. At that point, so if I am at the back of the pack, that's fine. But you know what? They should have. They. The thing is, I'm still. I'm still ahead of the sweepers. They should be able to have adequate enough resources for everyone in that race. The fact that I have passed by a couple times. It happened with me and Kyle once, and they're breaking down the water station stops at that point, and they're still. The the balloon ladies are still ten minute ten minutes behind. That I that I found many times to be deplorable. Well, just it just to set the record straight, uh, I just like to bust my friend's chops here. I love the back <laughs> of the Packers, and if anybody doesn't know it, that's actually the heart of the marathon, as they call it, is the back of the pack. So that's where the party. You see, is. ladies that's and gentlemen, Joseph is digging right now. He's trying to dig himself out of the hole that he just uh, dug Guys, himself because Joe he is, is the head of the Resort Loop sound. Rocketeers. <laughs> so he is not sounding like the head of an actual running team at the moment. Because he just basically <laughs> pissed off a whole bunch of his runners, so Robert, now he's just trying to, to dig. Hey, I gotta, I gotta agree with you, Joe. The most motivational people in the race are not the elites that finish first. Part of the marathon. They're watching the pe- the last person that's crossing the finish line, the one that's really struggling and barely getting across. They're the people that motivate me because. They have a mental toughness to stick with, you know, a marathon for, say, seven and a half plus hours. I don't think I could do that now. So they have a... You, well, then my Dave, 733 marathon, tough I'm tough as nails, have. though. Let me tell you something. I'm going to buy Dave some goose for his birthday <laughs> so you can carry him with <laughs> him. Don't forget the towel. Yeah, I, I don't do goose. I got an extra bottle in my cupboard that's probably been in there 10 years. 
Listen, here's what you're going to do, Joe. Once you finish the race, you're going to lap back around and follow David. And by the, and I love it. By no means am I fast compared to some people. I'm not. Listen, there's, you know, I, that's the thing. But but that's the beauty of running is you really, at the end of the day, you're only competing against yourself. And in the grand scheme, and all seriousness, in the grand scheme of things, if that is our biggest complaint, Dave is that they didn't have extra Tylenol left. That's actually a pretty good thing to complain about. And you know what I'm saying? Here's like, the thing for the people that will say they're slow. You know what? I'm slow too, but at least I got my fat ass off the couch. Right. Exactly. You're still doing more than 99% of the population does. Exactly. And having fun. I mean, like, guys, I don't know if you're listening to this going, this sounds awful. It's not. It's actually really fun. Even if you're slow, if you're fast, if you stop, if you don't, if you, you know, there's runners who are stopping at a drink. It's fun. It's it's enjoyable. How did this turn into this? This was not even supposed to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I wanted to keep this show very loose. I think I may have jumped on a soapbox because it it, it, was, it was crowded and that wasn't what I was expecting. Well, I think the other really fun thing about a run Disney race that maybe people might be enticed to maybe go and try one is if you're interested in the inner workings of Disney, you actually get to run quite a bit backstage through all of the parks. So you actually get to see things that most people are... Um, not going to uh, see on a regular day being on stage. I mean, they're not going like to give the sewage treatment plant. Yeah, well, yeah. You got, yeah I mean, when do you actually get to run past? When do you actually get to pass the Disney World sewage treatment plant and everything and smell those smells, you know? And then, and then basically have a uh, have a whole uh, allergy attack passing horticulture and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> It's for me too. It was the time of day. Like there is nothing like watching the sun rise over whatever park you happen to be in. I mean, for Joe, it's probably a much farther ahead park than me, <laughs> but there's nothing like seeing the sun. Like there's something magical about being in those parks when they're not open. It's just, it's just when they have everything lit up. Yes. Like you're running through Epcot for like the five or 10 K and like they have test track going with nobody on it. Yeah. It's like six fifteen in the morning, and you get to run underneath cool. it. Yeah. At that, it, point. there there is something that draws. It's it's like the magic of being in Disney at night as the parks are closing. There's just something that draws you in, um, especially if you are a fan of Disney to begin with. And don't be and a, don't be afraid to be backstage because some people, I believe, Joe was afraid to go backstage for certain tours because he said there are certain things that I just don't want to see. I don't want the oh, magic ruined. Me. There were things yeah, that they can't be unseen and all this. Yeah. Honestly, that was me. You, that, that, where you run and everything, they are not going to show you some earth-shattering secrets of Disney at that point. Wow. You know, the, the, things that things that you might not necessarily want to see, you might things that you would think would ruin the magic, are not going to be shown during those races. So none of that stuff is going to be the case. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to not try to run Disney event because you're afraid that you might see something backstage that'll ruin the magic. And these are probably these are probably the most runner-friendly races you will find. More than rock and roll. More than you know. Like I mean, my I did the five k with my mom and dad. I walked it with them. You know what I'm saying like, and they had a blast. Like my mom was all excited. Mom, you walk five k every day. We're in the park here. I'm like, yeah. But she felt accomplished that she actually. Because she got a medal. Because she got a medal, exactly. And like, and for her, like, she would have never have done 
a local 5K in like South Florida. She'd be like, no, no, I can't do it. But in Disney, she felt safe and, you know, and inclined to do it. And she had a blast doing it. So if you're one of these people that wants to, you know, try something, it's it's a friendlier, less, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, intimidating less place. Less intimidating. So yeah. that actually kind of answers, because I was going to ask, do you think with all its sort of trappings that you can enjoy a run Disney race if you're not a Disney fan. I think so, yes. Yes? I I don't know, because I feel like I might find it a little tedious. You see... I had had some friends that didn't understand why they had to get there so early. Yes, the, the early arrivals, the running past... Like, for me, running past a Disney dumpster is super exciting. If you're not a Disney fan, is running past a dumpster ridiculous? Or just another race that you Or like pay- running underneath the monorails, it's running up yeah, and down World it's Drive. Just, you pay triple the price for if you're not a Disney fan. I think that your race is gonna be a scenic race. So it's gonna be it's gonna be constantly changing. It's gonna be stuff at least for something like that. I think that you kind of I, I kind of feel like going backstage and everything, you get a better appreciation for the product itself to see how kind of just the way they kind of just put the show on in that way so i kind of feel that but i am i guess i guess i do look at it from a disney fan point of view because i'm going down there i'm gonna basically combine it with fun in the parks at that time so i don't know i think if you're not a disney fan i doubt you're really going to actually run that race because i will say it is while i do know people that do it it is kind of difficult to PR because that race is all of their races are very friendly to walkers as a matter of fact the uh, their head uh, trainer for the race for the races Jeff Galloway his method is one of running a certain amount of time and then walking so walking is encouraged in a run Disney race the, the only caveat to that is you have to keep a 16 minute mile if you don't keep a 16 minute mile you have a chance of being picked up and basically, your your race experience is over because Disney is a business. They have to they close the roads. Uh, very few races run through the Magic Kingdom. When they do run through the Magic Kingdom, they run around. You're getting there at like seven in the morning. Wait, you're basically they get all of the runners out of the Magic Kingdom before the actual park opens up for business because they still have to make their money. Yeah. And that's the reason that they start so early, because they are a business and they still have to open parks and conduct, you know, normal daily business, too. Yeah, which I think is sort of kind of a perfect segue into that next point of this podcast is how does a run Disney vacation differ from a regular Disney vacation? Oh, it's completely different. It's so different. I drink a lot. Yeah, me too. I don't drink as much. And that's huge. <laughs> and that's the Honestly, thing. Honestly, I think it, okay. it doesn't matter if you're, I'm sorry, David, but it doesn't matter if you're a quote unquote elite runner or if you're a back of the pack walker. It, it is a different experience because you're still putting miles on your legs and your feet, regardless if you're walking the 48.6 over 40s or if you're running 48.6 over 40s. If you do the dopey, you've got four crack of dawn. Before the sun comes up, you just laid your head on the pillow. Now get up. That's why See, I, I will never do that again. I don't think that's a big deal. See, uh, I, as somebody really? who's going to wake up at 4.30 tomorrow morning like to go run, that's not a big deal. To me, it's staying 
getting out of the park and staying off my feet. Like literally oh. going back to my hotel, like in the middle of the day and just like laying down and just getting off my feet. Because regardless, like I've, I've had experiences in Disneyland where when I was out there for Tinkerbell weekend, we spent way too much time in the parks because we never, we rarely go to Disneyland. My feet were killing me by the time I got to the half marathon day. And it, I was like a never again. I violated every rule I always talk about staying off your feet. And it was just such a bad experience. You see, I so, always plan to stay off my feet. And guess what? Once I get there, I'm like, it doesn't happen. Uh, I'm you like, sucked in. I'm going to Epcot. I'm walking around the parks. I'll finish a race. I'll go back. I'll take a nap. But then I'm basically there are times it's like, well, you know what? I haven't seen Fantasmic in a while. So I will go and like watch Illuminations or Fantasmic. Get back at ten now, o'clock, so and then go to bed for a two a.m. wake wake up call to like take my long shower to be on the bus at three. Do you do that as a local, Rob? Like, are you? Do you feel that same pressure as a local? Well, I never really feel any pressure about it, anyhow. So <laughs> You're I, so laid back. No, I I am. I just I love the experience. I enjoy the experience. In fact, you know, marathon weekend. Yes, I'm. Not to minimize it when I say I only did the marathon. I'm only I'm saying I did one race and not four races. Well, then didn't you just come but back from Africa there, like two days beforehand too? Uh, four days beforehand. Okay. I spent uh, most of the month of December in Africa because my wife is from there. But anyhow, um, you know, I came over there Friday morning. I stayed through Monday and I could probably spend no more than maybe two hours of actual park time on this trip. When I go there for a race, I'm there more for the race. I'm there to see friends uh, that I haven't seen for a while. And, you know, half of my park time was when there was a large group of us at Epcot at the Mexico Pavilion drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mind so much. Maybe part of it is because I'm local and I'm close that on a race weekend, I don't do much park time. I'm, because that's not why I'm there. Well, Rob, it's almost looked at as like a business trip. That's the way I look at it. It's like I'm there for the race weekend. Like that's my yeah. business. So it's not something you would combine with a once in a lifetime trip. No, I don't no. think I would. I think I would do those separately. Yeah, agreed. Now you see, Rob and I, we do it a little bit different too because we kind of travel in the same circle. We've made a bunch of friends from this. So kind of a lot of it becomes like reunion weekends for us. What's a typical right. what's a typical race weekend with with our crazy group? Drink. Get together, drink. Oh, we have an ADR for 10 people. 25 are going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> let's eat and then uh wait a minute, let's go to Trader Sam's or something and drink. It always involves La Cava. It always involves yeah. Trump, Trader Sam. What we need to do which we haven't done yet, we really need to like get a group to go to Jelly Rolls or something like that has to happen. That would after the after the last yeah race, after the yeah we'd have to do yes that. exactly. But it's a lot. It's always okay. We have breakfast ADRs now, and then it's okay. Do it's always hanging out somewhere in Epcot, and then later on a couple of fast passes, bed for the next day, and then a huge party after the last race. And, and that's that's basically yes. it. And. Joe, you went, like, Jennifer ran this time, too, right? Yes, my wife did the half marathon, yes. Okay, and and so you both were running. So did you find that that 
either balanced out your time in the park or did it make it worse? Did it make it better? Like, I've always wondered, like, in the last time we ran, we went as a group where half of us were running and half of us weren't. And the people who were running still sort of felt obligated to be in the park with those who weren't running because we didn't want to let them down. In some sense, like, did you and Jennifer both running? Did that make a difference in how much time you spent in the park? No, I mean, like, well... I know because we got rained out the year before. I actually wanted, I had done the half marathon with her the prior year before we got rained out. So she knew I actually wanted to like, like burn it up this year. And I had some friends in my running club that were going to be down there. So our park time was completely different going into this weekend. We knew it. We knew that she was going to spend some more time in the parks uh, than I was. Her sister, uh, my sister-in-law was down as well. So I let them, the two of them go off and do their own thing. So my wife just wanted to finish it. She just wanted to go out there and have fun and take some pictures. So um, our goals were completely different. So we were, we were heading into the weekend. We were already had a mindset where uh, we were going to have, Essentially, I, she was in the park like 80% more than I was. Like, wow. I was, yeah, like I was, I was spent a lot of time back at the room. Like, See, I would okay, go, first of all, I love that you guys ran your own races. Like, you didn't feel the need to to stick together the whole time. We, we, like, we had, she ran her race and you yeah, ran yours. We, we, we had done it before. We had done it before together, and she knew uh, because you know, in previous years, um, I did dopey and I ran it with her. So it was, I did not run as hard as I wanted to. Um, and then other years I've also run it where I've run it with friends and stuff like that. We're taking pictures and stuff. So I wanted to actually run the half hard. I was like, I've never really run like as hard as I can in a half marathon. So that was like, my goal was just to run it as fast as I can just to see what it was like. Cause I'm always like, just kind of taking pictures and stuff. And, you know, even though I say I don't do that cause I don't, I don't do it much anymore. I've done it so much. Um, so yeah, she's like, go have fun, go do it. And the fact that I had some non-Disney friends that were down from my New Jersey running club running this, I was like, oh, this is great. They're going to pace me and they're much faster than I am. So it was, and they were doing goofy. So this was perfect where they were running the exact pace they wanted. And it was a pace that I wanted to run. So it worked out fantastic. So it actually, everything fell in a line perfectly. Uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in the room by myself, like taking naps. I did not want to have the same problem that I had in Disneyland for Tinkerbell where I spent way too much time in the parks and just my feet were just like a mess. Um, I mean, I take pretty good care of myself, but I mean, you put the milestone, you start walking around Epcot constantly, you're just like, oh crap. Yeah, like, like eight I think, <laughs> was it Dave? Didn't you check in? Didn't you go get a pedicure or something? You got something at the spa, didn't you? In between days? I went for a massage. I went for a massage between the full and the half and I got a custom yeah. massage and I just basically had them concentrate on my legs and feet for the, for yeah. the race. But I also Smart. I also have an injury to my foot. So basically I was told by my chiropractor that would be the best thing for me the night before if I wanted to finish the race at that point. The pedicure yeah. came on Monday mo Monday morning afterwards. I always I always I always finish marathon weekend at Census Spa I with a custom awesome. pedicure. Yeah. My body awesome. hey my body's a temple, you know I I, I keep it <laughs> I keep it pristine. <laughs> the Temple of Doom. Huh? <laughs> hmm. Exactly. I think it's neat to hear the sort of what how everybody sort of preps for that that time differently. Um, you know, because we've gone to park, we've gone on vacations where it's just totally commando in the park as much as possible all the time. So you're telling and me you go commando in the park, huh? That's... Why do I always end up saying stupid stuff on the show? Dave's just a dirty mind. <laughs> but, but I do remember at the... Just be careful of the shaping. 
I remember a princess. I, I I ran the 10K. My mom, my daughter, and myself ran the 10K together. And then my daughter did the glass slipper challenge. So she did the, the half the next day. And I remember just those two days of early mornings. On the third day, we were supposed to go out with friends. And I remember being in tears because I was so exhausted. I was just mentally and physically exhausted. So I think that... I think that it is not lost on me to tell people that when you go down there for a race, whether it's one race or three races or four races, it takes a toll on you physically. Um, whether it's the early mornings or the time you spend on your feet, it is not going to be a typical, it's not going to be a typical Disney trip. I just want to ask Robert, because Robert you know, has run a lot of these weekends too. Like, what tips, Robert, would you give to like, somebody who's new or even like an experienced run Disney runner of like just some of the things that would differ from a normal weekend. Like it could be either planning meals or staying off your feet or, you know, even as a local driving, you know, I don't know if you're staying on property, would you take Disney transportation? Do you drive yourself to the races? Like kind of just fill in the blanks and like, you know, what tips would you give to somebody else that, you know, is maybe not as experienced as we are with run Disney weekends? Well, I would start with, you know, you do need to get up early in the morning, so you do need to go to bed early. And let's see, transportation to the races. I drive myself to the races. I started doing that a couple years ago. Uh, the buses can get annoying in the last few races I've been to. There's been uh, buses are showing up at the last minute. And people scurry are scurrying to get to the corrals or there are delays with the buses. And I don't want to deal with that. I would rather get up early, drive myself there, and... You know, if like this weekend was cold, sit in my warm car and relax and get out of that once it gets close to time to start. Beyond that, enjoy the race. It's an experience different than other races. You know, Disney has entertainment on their courses that nobody else has. Nobody else has, you know, Walt Disney characters on their course, whether it's uh, a princess race or, uh, you know, marathon weekend with Mickey or Goofy or Pluto or, you know, whatever. Take it in. Enjoy it. The Disney races are the races I don't really run for time. I I want to enjoy the experience and, and take it in. And I really recommend doing that. Enjoy your time with it. You paid a lot of money. You might as well have a good time with the race. And there's beer at the end. That's true. <laughs> this is definitely true. Oh yeah, and if you bought a souvenir run Disney cup, make sure you pack it in your bag in your bag that you check. Oh. And, uh, and Robert's talking about um, you know, on course entertainment and like, you know, soaking up. And Dave said this too. He likes to, you know, run with you know, team shenanigans and take the pictures and all that stuff. I'm a big fan of running with headphones. And Disney races are probably some of the races that I actually don't run with headphones in because I enjoy listening to the cartoons that they're playing on the Jumbotrons. I enjoy listening to the bands. I enjoy hearing, even as you go by every mile marker, they have music playing for like that mile marker. It's like, it's one of the things, there's always something going on. So when Robert's saying, and Dave is saying, you know, enjoy, you know, the experience, this is actually one of the races I actually don't run with headphones. Take it all in, you know, listen to what's going on around you. You actually will enjoy the experience more than just having Unless that's what you need to run, then it's fine. But if you're somebody that could go either way, try it without headphones. Try the 5 or 10K without headphones. You might actually enjoy the experience more. Awesome. Agreed. And since we are... You really do. It's visually and, you know, audibly an entertaining race. And you want to take it all in. All right, lady and gentlemen. 
since we are running a bit late at the moment, I do want to cover our marathon weekend experiences. So Joe and Rob, can you give us the highlights of your marathon weekend experience from two weeks ago? I'll let, I'll let Robert go first since he's our, our esteemed guest. Well, I did the first part of the race with uh, some of the team shenanigans people. And for me, the highlight was something I've never done because, I don't know, I guess I'm, uh, Animal Kingdom isn't open when I get to the park is I ran with that group and we ran slow, took lots of pictures, was riding Expedition Everest. I've never done that during the marathon before. So that was really the highlight. That's mile 13. So it's right It's right out there. They leave the, um, they leave the single rider open for the, for the runners. If you're getting there before it opens, yeah, if you're one of those really fast ones, it's not going to happen. I did it my first marathon. The last two, I just didn't want to risk it, um, especially running injured at this point. So I skipped it this time around. But I will say the wind in your face from running Expedition Everest, riding it midway through, it is quite refreshing to make you give you that push to continue going on. So I would say for me, since you asked both of us, um, I enjoyed doing the 5K with my parents. Even though I walked it, I felt like a parent taking his kids to like the park. Like they had never, my dad had done it before. My mom had never done a run Disney race. So I would like run ahead and like take their picture with like my iPhone and stuff. And they, 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 they enjoyed it. And seeing my mom being all happy that she completed a 5K and them holding hands across the finish line, that was great. I was proud of my wife uh, for finishing the half. Uh, but I was most happy. Uh, my hi- my biggest highlight was actually running with my New Jersey running friends because I always talk about Run <laughs> Disney and the fact that like I had a really bad half marathon season last year. Um, you know, I'm like I was about ten minutes off my PR and like to finally get at least below two hours again for me that was like a personal goal and uh, to do it with my running friends from my group that like I'm pretty close with. Um, I was on a, I was on a pretty big high after finishing the half marathon. Cause I said it was also the first time I actually ran it hard. So it was a, it was a new experience for me as well. That was a great experience. Um, this is a great day. My wife did great. I was proud of her. I accomplished my goal. My friends had a great time, which they're not Disney people. So all in all, that was a, a great time as well. It was a great weekend. So, um, one of the better run Disney weekends I've had in a long time, besides the weather being so cold, but what are you going to do? It's, it was cold everywhere. So. No, it's Florida. Our weather's hit and miss. It could be 85 this morning, and, well, it was almost 70 early today. Now it's uh, in the 40s. Wow. All over the place, Central Florida, so. Yeah. And for me, I said on other shows, I was not expecting to finish the Dopey Challenge. I have been dealing with an injury, and I went in at peace with the fact that I was probably going to get swept and not finish the race, and... I was just basically going to say I got to at least try and, if anything, no regrets at this point. I did end up finishing it, which I'm still shocked at. But the definite highlight of it was uh, running the ra- running both the half and the full with my friend Dale Martin. She was it was basically she was doing her first marathon ever, and she was going to be dopey also in doing it. So to take on the marathon and take on the dopey challenge of uh, 48.6 miles in doing so was something that is downright amazing. She also yeah, she also was running with an injury, and we both kind of just didn't know what to expect of, of our bodies and everything. So we, when we found out, we all started in Corral G. 
our uh, counterparts in shenanigans most of them started in corral d we kind of knew straight up that there was no way we were gonna we were gonna catch up with them if we caught up with them fine but if not we were just gonna start and just keep a steady pace straight through and by some uh, some way we ended up making it there were times where we both faltered and we kind of played off each other there were times where i needed to kind of push her through there were other times where when I hit my wall, she was there to uh, literally push me as we went. So getting to see her become a marathoner and basically uh, comp- accomplish something that she doubted that she could do was definitely the highlight of my experience this week. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Now we want to go run. Well, you, well are <laughs> I, you committing to this, uh, Are you committing to April? I'm I'm actually not on the computer right now looking it up at all. <laughs> Ooh, we need we need we need a full commitment for the show. We we need to have our first we need to have our first Mickey Dude Unbreakable vow. What is that? April? When is April? This is what January. I'm gonna drink a lot in February. That's the problem. Uh, you, want, you know what? That still gives me two months. That's two months away. You got yeah. plenty I'm gonna of drink time a lot so in January, well. February, and March, and April, and still run it. So. <laughs> Are you actually registering for April? Yes, yes I am. Because I, I already booked the room April last night. First and 22nd. I booked the room last night. Watrochi, are you there in April? Uh, what weekend is that? I look at my calendar. April April 19th, I believe. Or night, April. The weekend of the 21st, 22nd, I think, something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's an Earth Day weekend. I'm actually, uh, oh, actually, no, I, I can't. Do you have uh, April, Earth Day plans? <laughs> it's on my calendar. Um, actually, uh, April 21st, I'm actually in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium seeing Kenny Chesney. It's my oh. wife's Christmas gift. So if anybody out there is listening, we'll be at that concert. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, uh, what time is the concert at? That's the concerts at night. Yeah. It's like Kenny Chesney doesn't do his concerts at 5 Exactly. You can, ra- you can race in the morning and then get over. It's, uh, Tampa's yeah, an hour away. And you can go. That's Saturday. That's sat. Was it? Um, the race is what Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. The race is Sunday, right? The half is Sunday. Half is Sunday. Yeah, well, we're gonna see the concert and then just not sleep. Go to the I'll concert and then come virtually. straight over. Quattrochi, I am that important. You will be there. Listen, yeah, my, my wife is. Trust me, she's on the Disney band. You know, train. She's like, hey, rah rah, cheerleaders. This is like her gift. Yeah, I feel like Jennifer. I actually feel like Jennifer would show up and be like, "Go, Rebecca." She she would. She's very supportive. <laughs> she is. She is the best. She doesn't even listen to the show, and I'm still saying this. So that's how I. I, I know it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just us saying it makes us feel better. I knew there was. I knew there was a reason why I wasn't registered yet, and that that's the reason why. Okay. That was like her big Christmas present. Well, so. that's, that's awesome. 10K. Well, if anybody is going to be in the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area on April 21st and uh, wants to have some beers before the concert, let, let me know. Oh, Joe maybe I can have beers before the race. <laughs> he can always come down and cheer and have beers waiting for us at the finish but line. I, all I'm going to say is whether you're a, an elite runner or back-of-the-pack runner, and regardless of you know the fact that we talked about some of the issues with it, it's such a great – it really is a great race. It's any, a lot any of other- any of the Disney races, it, it still has a Disney touch, and there's something to be said about that. Yes. Yeah, as long as you get by the price tag and the price. Shows. You know, that, that's true, and and I will say that I I am oftentimes economical with my money. <laughs> 
So it was a big step for me to do that, but I've never. Well, you are paying. I, I will say, I've never regretted. You are getting it. what you paid for with that. It. You know, you're getting motor coach transportation to the races. You're getting a really and nice medal. Yeah, and the expo. You're getting. They do have a decent refreshment spread for the for the runners afterwards, and uh, ample enough water stops. They have to pay for that somehow. Uh, and on top of that, they do have the characters on on stage. On, that that does need to. They do need to pay them. So, it, it's so funny. Men look at it very logically and financially. Like I look at it from the aspect of my mom, my daughter, and I ran the Enchanted 10K and the Princess. And I don't I don't even remember what I paid for it. But whatever it was, it was totally worth it to see three generations of us crossing the finish line at the same time. And, you know, we talked about what our favorite moments was, and I wasn't at the January race, but my favorite moment of any race I've ever run in my entire life was the three of us were running, and my daughter and her friend clearly are much faster than me. And so I said, you guys go, let's just cross the finish line together. I said, but you go run your race and stop for the characters and do what you want to do. And I ran with my mom, who is not a runner. And much like your mom, Joe, you just wanted to be with them. You wanted to experience the event with them. And I tell my mom, I said, we'll run at whatever pace you're comfortable with. <laughs> and so we're sort of doing the Jeff Galloway interval thing and we're we're going and I'm, I'm cheering her on and I'm, I'm like, you got this, we're fine. And this complete stranger walks up to us and she says, hi. And she runs up alongside me and she's like, hi. She's like, um, my friend who I was supposed to run with ran ahead and is gone. And she's like, I probably didn't train as much as I should have. And I'm just looking to get to a spot where I can be swept. She said, do you mind if I run with you until I get to a spot where I'm comfortable stopping? And she said, because I've been listening to you and who I assume is your mother for 10 minutes. And she said, I just feel like I could be part of your group. And I'm like, of course you can join us. And so she started running with us and we we're doing these intervals and she ended up running the whole race with us. And she crossed the finish line and she crossed the finish line and she said, I just want to thank you because she said I would have stopped seven miles ago if it weren't for you. Now, I am not a runner. Um, if I'm running, you should also run because something bad is chasing us. But in that moment, I felt like a runner. And I think that that is something that Disney races give us is they make us feel more than what we feel like we can be. And I think that that is an amazing accomplishment. And if it wasn't for Disney, it's something I would have never in a million years done. And so I would encourage, especially those who are novice runners or who people who aren't sure if they can do it, try it and um, find out how much you can do because it's amazing. And Becca, I'm going to piggyback on you for a second because um, basically I have heard of more friendships being made on the Run Disney course. Uh, yes. Dale, who I ran the marathon with, uh, the, I met her basically through uh, the Mickey Milers and she got into the Mickey Milers because of my friend, because of my friend Brittany Brown. She, uh, Brittany was running the Princess 10K, and she was wearing one of those uh, sequin sparkle skirts. And uh, Dale was running the race, and, and uh, Brittany happened to pass her, and Dale ran up and caught up to her during one of Brittany's walk intervals. And she says, "Hi, hey, hi, I have a question to ask you." She's like, "I was thinking of getting one of those sparkle st- skirts. Does does your skirt ride up?" And <laughs> Brittany basically said no. She's like, it's probably one of the most comfortable skirts I, I own. And they had just started a whole conversation about those skirts. And they ended up running the race together. And they, they, made, they became friends on the course. And next thing you know, 
Dale is a major part of my life because another one of my friends basically just made friends with her on the course and now I if if I didn't if Dale wasn't there, I wouldn't have finished my race. That's funny. That's how Robert and I became friends. We're talking about skirts one day, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I became... think my skirt was riding up at the time, and Joe yeah. fucked me out. Listen, yeah. I was yeah, like, "You have the legs for it. That's all." I'm <laughs> See, my problem, my problem was I was getting the wedgie, and then also I was I also I also felt myself flapping in the wind. Too, so. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, we can help with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to talk about the clear cherry Powerade on the course, but I don't know how I could follow that up. With <laughs> I did like the clear cherry Powerade, actually. That's, that was fantastic, That's actually. Cool. <laughs> I don't even remember liquids. I just remember moving forward. <laughs> All right. And with that said, I know we are going a little bit long, but this one has been really fun, so I kind of didn't want this one to end, but all great things must come to an end. But before we go considering we are coming full circle because the first time we ever had Joseph on the show before he was a Mickey dude was he was our first guest and it was as it was because it was a run Disney show yes sir and we created this little section of the uh, show for our guest and we named it after him because he's such a racing fan we've decided at that point from then on anytime we had a special guest we would pay tribute to the great Lightning McQueen with a little section of this podcast we call the Piston Cup. Piston Cup. Piston Cup. All right, so Robert, we're going to ask you a series of six rapid-fire questions. Uh, okay. See if you can make it make it uh, in before the checkered flag, and. We're starting. Do I get to ride the freight bus? No, you do not get to ride the freight bus. I freight, did that. You are going to. Be, you are definitely going to be uh, making the. You are going to be beating the parade bus. So with that, lady and gentleman, start your engines. <laughs> Becca, floor it. All right, Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl. Dole Whip. Joe, <laughs> floor it. Joe. You asking me, Joe? Joe, floor it. Citrus roll. It's not, no, it's for him. <laughs> Ask your question. Ask your question. You answered the questions, Joe. I answered. I was so excited about the citrus roll. <laughs> me too. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the racing guy totally messed up the whole piston cup. <laughs> you're not a guest anymore. You're, you're, you're part of the nut house. You live in the nut I'm house. sorry. Let me try it again. Okay. Tell me to floor it again. I got it. Joe, floor it. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in the show. All right. <laughs> Minnie or Daisy? Minnie. Ooh. And She's my true love. Favorite attraction? Ooh. Space Mountain. Becca, floor it. Mm-hmm. Monorail or boat? Boat. Joe, mm. floor it. I got it this time. Jico or Boma? What? Jico. There you, go. you think he's gonna make it? You think he's gonna make it? <laughs> Coming down to the final stretch. Second flags in you. Favorite location in Disney Springs? The Edison. Joe, did he make it? Did he get through? He, he made, made it! Because the, the Edison is awesome. So. 
Oh, I love I. It just opened. Uh, what the beginning of the year? I uh, got to experience. I got to experience. Did you go in, Joe? and have to go in. I got to experience. I peeked inside. You're killing me. Okay, that almost makes me want to forgive you for saying don't live. I got to experience Maria and Enzo's on Marathon Weekend. Yeah. I, I want to experience the bar, the underground bar that goes between the Edison and Maria and Enzo's. What we did was we uh, we went in, we tried to go, we tried to go into the Edison, and the Edison was at capacity, so we're like, all right, we'll, just, we'll check out Maria and Enzo's. And as we went in, we we were told, hey, you've been uh, upgraded to the first class lounge. So, uh, all right then. Uh, shout out to my friends Tom and Jenny Lynn for that. Yeah, the Edison looks sweet. I peeked in real. It was packed when I walked by there at night. So we just kind of like peeked in and just looked around. We were just we were in a kind of a little bit of a rush, but it looks really cool. The architecture from architecture from the outside looks amazing. It is it's very well done. It was very worth the wait. It looks like I haven't had the service yet, but it just looks really cool. It really is. The service was good. They have this thing called clothesline bacon, where they hang strips of bacon. Candied bacon on a clothesline. I mean, nice. there is literally I nothing bottom, wrong having with a that. Train, and the people next to me ordered that, and I just looked at it and said, "What's that? I need to have one. I, I, I'm ordering one." You just point, <laughs> just point, and say yes. Please. Oh, and just for I point of reference, uh, we call on on Team Shenanigans. Uh, Robert is known as Bacon Boy. <sighs> oh. Yes, I call bacon God's gift to food. Nature's candy. Yes. Clothesline bacon. Oh, it was good. And other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, the play was fine. So let's uh, finish up with uh, letting everybody know where we can be found on the various interwebs. Joseph, where can you be found? Uh, besides screwing up the Piston Cup, you can find me on Twitter at JoeQua. You can also find me over at the DVC Roundtable with Rebecca at ResortLoop.com. Rebecca, where can you be found? At? Um, usually over at the DVC Roundtable with Joe, but also on Twitter and Facebook at BeccaBerry73. Robert, where can you be found? Uh, let's see. I'm a friend of Dave's when people can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got this friend request from some Rebecca person on Facebook a few minutes ago. Should I accept that? I'm saying if you know what's good. Shady. <laughs> well, I am. I'm gonna keep at it. I'm not gonna touch this one with a ten foot pole. Well, I am Robert Schultz on Facebook, and I probably am something on Twitter, but I don't use it often enough to know what I am. Alrighty, and I am at Figments Reality on on uh, Twitter and uh, also on Instagram, Dave Koch on Facebook. And Rob, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you for coming on. Becca, always a pleasure. Joseph, thank you for giving me your time tonight. It's as much as I basically uh, yeah, Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, when there's a smile in your heart, there's no better time to start. Think of Christmas, think of snow, think of sleigh bells, off you go. Like reindeer in the sky, you can run, you can run, you can run. Have a magical day. See you, everybody. Bye.
You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.